Krista Johnson of Beyond Measure LLC, um, and this is Can You See Me? The podcast. Um, welcome to this segment, actually the first segment of the year. I took a little break, but we have some good stuff um, planned for you this year. And then also, I just wanted to say thank you to all of you who have continued to listen, um, even without having new recordings up. I've gone back and looked at the stats and the metrics, and you guys have continued to listen to so many of these. And so I want to thank you for that. But today I have a very special guest. Um, I have Miss Kimberly Labou. She is the CEO of Labou Publishing Enterprise, and she is a Christian divorce coach. Welcome, Kimberly. Hi. Hi there. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thank you. This is so awesome that we get to spend time together on Zoom video, record a podcast, chill at home, look good. You know, (laughs) for me, it's pretty much from the waist up. I don't know about you, but yeah, um, that that's pretty much what it is. And so, you know, Kimberly, this um, podcast, when I first started doing this, it was really just about interviewing folks and getting um, content and information out to people. Um, and then I tried to narrow it down a little bit more to making sure I bring issues to women um, who... Um, that can we can learn from one another. Basically, that's it. I want this podcast to be a space for women to promote themselves, but also to bring information to one another so that we can grow and learn. And then um, in addition to women, I am looking to bring on some men who support the women, you know, and how we can do that and how we can um, help to close that gap through a no cost platform um, and making sure that people can hear some good content that they can hear in their car, that they can watch on a video screen. And um, it could be encouragement. It could be educational. It could be inspirational. And so I thought about you as my first podcast of the year because of the writing, but also because of the divorce um, coach too. I think it's important for people to hear a little bit more about that. What does it look like? Um, And so I wanna stop here and give you an opportunity to talk about you, um, talk about why Christian divorce coach, and then talk about your book, The Threefold Cord, Broken, I believe. That's the title, right? Okay. Well, it's an honor to be here, and I think it is so important to talk about this uh, topic in particular and uh, why Christian divorce coaching for me, part of my story is the multiple divorces that I have lived through, Um, not by choice, but life just happens, and I wanted to... Well, I I created the Christian Divorce Coaching Center, which is my business that coincides with me being a Christian divorce coach, because one, I'm a Christian. So people always ask, well, why? I remember when I first started, people like, well, why is it Christian divorce coach? Why can't it be just divorce coach? Why Mm -hmm. do you have to put the Christian on? One, because I am a Christian and I'm supporting women of faith Mm -hmm. who are walking through. I love um, that. that issue right Mm -hmm. and so I wanted people to know that that's the that's my um, foundation 
And that's where I'm coaching from. That's the foundation that I'm coaching from. And so does it mean that I only coach Christian women? No, it's that they need to know that that is the space that I'm coaching from as I help them through that process. I love that. So, you know, being that I've been through it several times, I know, I know the things that come up you know, and what it feels like to be in that position. And I know that when I was walking through it, I often felt like I didn't have anybody to talk to um, because you don't necessarily want to bring your family members into it because mm-hmm. you they get all in their feelings. Yeah. <laughs> People make it right, right. Everybody mad. Everybody mad. Yes, 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 mad. Yes, and, yeah. and then you you may not even want to tell your friends about it because there's this negative stigma, you know, that's associated with divorce, especially in the Christian community. Mm. So I wanted to be that safe place for women to fall and to be built back up. Oh, I so love that that safe place. Yeah. That's so important. Um, as you know, I am freshly coming out of a divorce and it's it's good and I just want to say that that it's good um but marriage is good too and um you know I know that we both uh we both pretty much agree that we love marriage that marriage is just a beautiful union um all of that um but when it's broken oh it doesn't matter Kimberly it doesn't matter why it's broken how it got Mm -hmm. broken it's painful. It is painful. And I didn't, um, I never really got the concept until I went through it myself. Um, this, this past year, I mean, I went through a lot of like, I don't even know if I want to call it ups and downs, just pieces of the process that I can now speak to. I couldn't even maybe identify it at certain times, but I can now speak to every piece of the process. And I love how you said that safe place. Yeah. Um, Because one of the things I realize is that sometimes people just don't know what to say. Yeah. 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 They just don't I know actually what to did say. a video on that uh-huh. one time. It was um I think it was titled 10 things that uh, no, it's what not to say to someone going through divorce. Yes. Well, <laughs> well, I'm getting ready to ask you about that. Um because mm-hmm. I, I found that and and you know, I have just a beautiful <laughs> support system. I am um so fortunate to have that and um so I had some safe places. However, there are some spaces that I, some some things that I needed and I had to learn yeah. how to become those things for myself. Like yeah. I really did because it's, yeah. it's just difficult. Um, and people don't know what to say. They don't want to hurt your feelings. They don't want to right. say anything wrong, but what help yeah. us understand what can we do and what can we say when we see mm-hmm. that someone is, is breaking apart. But before we get that, there, uh, Kimberly, I want you to talk a little bit about what that breaking apart could look like, though. I mean, there are so many different things that lead to divorce. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for especially from a female perspective, I know that myself and many of the women that I've coached, it's when we walk away Nine times out of 10, we left emotionally years, months, or whatever before we walked away physically. Yeah. So when we're done, we're kind of done. Right, right. Yeah. (laughs) 
and and, and, and that done looks different for each person, right? Done looks yeah. different for yeah. I mean, okay, so so given that I said I've been divorced multiple times, like my first divorce was from the father of my children, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So that done looked different because mm-hmm. that done was a lot of back and forth because my kids were involved, you know, and you want to make it work and do the back and forth because you struggle with whether or not you're really doing the right thing for your kids, basically what it comes to. Mm -hmm. Um, but my done in my last marriage, my kids are grown. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so my done looked a whole lot different. Uh, so when different I was program. done, I was really done. Yeah. yeah. You know? But sometimes there's so many layers to that because you are really, um, well, I can speak for myself. There was a lot of undoing, mm. you know, um, because I was accustomed to a certain lifestyle. Yeah. And I had to walk away from all that and when I was done I was okay with walking away from all that you know and um so it was starting all over again and being okay with that but Mm -hmm. I was in a season that I was just seeking peace oh yeah so it didn't matter that I was giving up the house and the cushion neighborhood and you know the dual income it just didn't matter (laughs) so just that undoing looked a lot different because Mm -hmm. I was, I just wanted my peace, Yeah, you know? And so, you know, but for women who are in situations that may be hostile, um, abusive, Mm -hmm. um, and also for myself, when I was walking away from that last one, you know, I had to take into account how I was going to leave because it wasn't safe for me. Mm -hmm. you know I'm leaving you I couldn't Mm -hmm. do that because I knew that I would be putting myself and my son in jeopardy right you know at least that's how I felt Mm -hmm. and so it was important for me to come up with a plan right to and so that's one of the things that I help women with how to safely walk away right you know Um, this is um and if we could park right there for a second um that's mm -hmm. so good Kimberly how to safely walk away because even when there's not abuse or or manipulation or whatever the case may be you still need to have somewhat of a plan and a thought process towards it because when it hits you you know I, I thought that I would okay well let me figure it out let me have a plan but there are some times where it just kind of hits you and you have to like just get it moving right you have no other choice um there was something that you said that made me think about one of the do not say things and one of those things and if i have ever said this to a woman or a man or anybody um I, i hope that they can forgive me. But then when I have heard these things where it's been in reference to, um, to me or to someone else, I'm like, Oh, how could we say that? Especially a woman to a woman. Mm-hmm. I would have been left. Yes. <laughs> OMG. She should have been left. So right? She should have been left. Or he should have done this, or I would have done. Oh, don't ever say what you would have done in a situation until you know what that situation is. 
and you don't know. And I always say only people in that marriage really know what was going on and you really experience it. But that is a no-no, do you think? Um, yeah, absolutely. Because I don't know if you're helping people. You, you, it's, it's almost yeah. as if because they're already feeling turmoil, right? Yeah. And so when they yeah. hear that, I'm like, ooh, I know you love me. Yeah. I know you care about me, but that ain't cool. <laughs> Because that's that's just not something that you say to people because it's almost as if uh, like you're re-traumatizing the situation, you know? Yeah. Or I always knew he was a loser. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Like, well, Lord have mercy. Why do you tell me sooner? <laughs> we probably wouldn't have listened anyway, Kimberly. You know, we wouldn't have listened. I tell you, we would not have listened. It, it, it is so funny, you know? And one of the things that... um. I had to really work through and through therapy. And so that's also, that was one of the things that was key as well is that getting someone who is totally, totally objective, you know, to listen to you and all of that. Um, But one of the things that I had to work through was that whole feeling of, I should have, Mm -hmm. like I should have, you should have done this. You never should have did this. You never should have done that. But I, I now honor the decisions that I made, you know, yeah. um, and that's a process. Talk a little bit about that as you're coaching folks. Um, what do you see with with guilt and how people stay stuck in guilt when they're coming out of a divorce? Yeah, a lot of it for me, especially being a Christian divorce coach, um, a lot of it I see on the guilt side is the relationship with God mm. um, and then how you're judged by the the Christian community is a whole different ball game mm. when you're walking through divorce as a Christian woman wow. um, or even Christian man. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, to have somebody say, well, uh, if you would just pray more or, you know, did you guys mm-hmm. pray about this? Or, um, you know, I even had a pastor say to me, well, if you're saying that this can't be fixed, then you're calling God a liar. Ooh. Like what? Ooh. <laughs> You know, and and I was so glad that at that time I had my own personal relationship with God. Yeah, so important. Because if I didn't and I was a new babe in Christ, that might have broke me. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Or it may have caused me to stay in a situation that Mm -hmm. was unhealthy even longer. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, that's part of the guilt. You, You feel like... You know, and you ask yourself that question, like, did I try hard enough? Mm-hmm. Um, did, have I done enough? Right. And, and then when you walk away from this, like, did I make the right decision? So you start guessing, you know, second guessing oh, yourself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so, so a lot of guilt can come into play with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I'm coaching, you know, I really tell women to make sure, like, a lot of us like when you walk away, you should know that you know that you know. Yeah, that yeah, that you know, <laughs> that you know that you know. But did you, you know, know you were right earlier? Know. We knew that we knew before, right? A long time. Before, oh man, right? it, it takes that. It's, I always say it takes your your brain sometimes to catch up with your emotions, yeah. or your emotions yeah. to catch up with your brain. Right. Yeah. And not only that, I think Mm -hmm. we struggle with figuring out the how, Mm -hmm. you know, so for me, it's like I got to a point where I was like, you know, God, I don't know 
like I don't have time to slow this train down mm-hmm. to like let him off because right. my life in all other ways than all other aspects was great. Wow. You know, mm-hmm. um, because I had compartmentalized my life to be able to function in that madness. Ooh. You know, so I was like, mm-hmm. God, show me how mm-hmm. to do this. Wow. And so it was like once I did that, once I surrendered that to him, he showed me like I didn't mm-hmm. have to see every step of the way for. Forward. Yes. Yes. You know, and mm-hmm. so it was really just saying, okay, God, you know, you know the situation mm-hmm. as well as I know the situation. Yeah. yeah. And um, and and he even knows it more than we know it because he knows what's going on with the other person, things that we don't know. So, Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, so it's like I had to just say, okay, you know, and trust him. Mm-hmm. That's that's you know, so huge. That is so mm-hmm. huge because it's hard for us to um, not have the need to know what's around the corner. And I actually had to literally continue to release myself from not from from be to release myself from needing to know how mm-hmm. it was going to look down the road. Like, how was yeah. I going to look? How is life going to be like without this? You know, all of that. And so once you release yourself from that and get through that mm-hmm. process, then it's like this freedom opens up because then you're completely yeah. dependent on God and you're not dependent yes. on yourself. Yeah, um, that that's, that's big. Um, I want to talk a little bit about like, your tribe and how important your tribe is. Um, And so, and also some of the things that you have helped folks um, when you coach them through as they're going through the process, what are some of those things that you've seen that they've done to help um, them grow through the process? Honestly, you, I mean, tribe, a tribe going through divorce Mm -hmm. (laughs) can be like this small. (laughs) Um, because I know with me so I have my my very best friend who's been my best friend for over 20 some years Mm -hmm. like I could tell her anything and everything Um, and then I had you know another girlfriend that I knew I could trust Mm -hmm. but what was happening was my situation like the details of my situation when I would share it with other people that knew me mm-hmm. it would I could see like their whole demeanor and their whole countenance change like they I was I felt like I was burdening them <laughs> you know I had uh-huh. one of my girlfriends say every time I saw your number pop up on my phone I was scared to death that it was somebody calling to tell me that you were gone Oh my gosh. Because she feared for my life in the situation that I was in. Wow. And so when when I when I started to feel what I was doing with people, it caused Mm -hmm. me to withdraw and not want to tell anybody Mm -hmm. about what I was going through because I felt like I was making them carry my burden. Mm. Wow. Wow. And and I didn't tell my mom was, I didn't tell my mom Mm -hmm. until I actually moved out of the house. Wow. About what was actually happening. Right. Yeah. It's Mm -hmm. like I took her to breakfast one morning. It's like, mom got to tell you something. (laughs) Right. I left. You left what? <laughs> you did You what? know, but I, I didn't want her to be scared for me. I didn't want her to worry about me. So, yeah. so you know, sometimes it can be hard mm-hmm. finding a tribe, a trusted tribe to yeah. walk through that, which I think yeah. is why it's important to have somebody who is um, that third party that's not 
attached to the situation yeah. to help you to see clearly mm-hmm. and to you know to walk through that yeah. now it is helpful you know when you get in those moments when you want to vent and um have that pity party to have a good girlfriend <laughs> or something like that yeah and with you you know, but I'm like, don't let me stay there for more than 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I can't. I, I just can't, yeah, because yeah, it keeps you stuck, right? It really yeah. does. It keeps you so, stuck. So if you have the right kind of people, you know, to support you, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. But you just really have to be careful, like, who you share that information with. Right. Um, because it can potentially make the situation worse. Yeah. That's just my absolutely. opinion. Oh, no, I, I think it's absolutely yeah. correct. I know that um, there were several times that I needed, I didn't even know that I needed pieces of my tribe, right? So different pieces, but there were also some pieces who I know they absolutely love me, but they could not give me what I needed to get to the next point because they were angry like I was angry. I can't be- girl, let's go slash the time. Yes, you know? (laughs) And you know, I might've been in that mode for a little bit about a year ago or something, you know? So like, look, so, so you can't like- it's really important that sometimes because those people really do mean well and you yeah. don't want to, um, you know, and, and you have to get them to try to understand, okay, because yeah. you're there, I can't, I can no longer be there because I'm trying to come out of this. Right. And so it's, um, I'm thankful for discernment and to yeah. know who those folks are to say like, Kimberly, like you come into court with me yeah. and just sitting there. You know, just sitting there. I had other friends who who went to court hearings that I could not attend, and and because that court process, when I tell you that is a a different animal, all of that, and so, but but you know, to have those folks who will just like sit with you, Mm -hmm. or at death, just say, I I need to see your face, I need to hear your voice, you know. Um, those, those, that's really important because they anchor you through the process. And, and, you know, now I see it like they really do anchor you, those folks to say, okay, you good? Mm -hmm. This this is what I'm going to do. I'm not going to call you all the time, this, that, and the other. But if I don't hear from you, this is that and the other, because it is a, um, it is a process that's very emotional. And I can be very, very honest that there were times when I was like, Ooh, what, what is this? But I wanted yeah. to leave. But this is what I wanted. Why do I mm-hmm. feel like this? And then I yeah. had to say, okay, this is also something, someone that I had a union with, that we were building a life together, that no matter what he did wrong or I did wrong or whatever, it was a union. And so, it's a covenant. Ooh, if you got married for the right no. reasons, divorce yeah. hurts. And I don't yeah. wish it on anybody at all it is painful very Um, it is it is very very painful and because you you still have um that that person and those emotions for that person and the need and the desire for that person at that time until you work through those feelings right right until you work through those and talk a little bit about that kimberly like how hard is it when you know you it's done this is unhealthy for me i'm done this is not what i want in my life but you still got those feelings you still have because you still 
It, because mm-hmm. you t- you still genuinely care mm-hmm. for that person. Yeah. You know, if you really did love that person, I know sometimes when you go through divorce, it can be bitter and mm-hmm. angry and stuff, but there's still that underlying piece yeah. where it's like, I know for me anyway, it's like, I still wish him well. Mm-hmm. I still, I want him to get the healing that he needs. Yeah. So yeah. it's not always nasty and bitter and angry. It's like, you genuinely care for that person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, like you said, it's, it's this um, this period where it's almost like the seed, the whole uh, process of mourning, death. It, it is. Because it's a loss, right? Yeah, yeah. And so you go through all those stages of first you're angry, you know, then you're sad, then you're, you go through regret, or you're mm-hmm. questioning yourself. Right. Um, could I have done this better or that better? Yeah. And so it really is a process that you have to allow yourself time to work through. Ooh, I tell you, give it, it is. Give yourself the space mm-hmm. and give yourself the permission to walk through that. And that that's also another reason why you have to be careful with who you share it with. Mm-hmm. Because you have some people in your life that will be like, well, you should be over it by now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, well, why are you still, you should be, you should be right. Go find you another man, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. uh-huh. get, like, no. get on out there. Yeah. So, <laughs> I know. Right? It's like, I need to heal yeah. from this. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's really something that takes, um, a, a process of healing to yeah. work through. Yeah. And so that's yeah. why I don't, I also don't think that people should get out of one relationship and rush right into another one. Exactly. Yeah. Without you know. taking the time to mm. heal. You know, marriage, I've always said that marriage puts a mirror up to you. Divorce also puts a mirror up to you. Yeah. You know, and and I can, you know, we could sit all day and talk about what they did wrong. I could talk about what my ex-husband did wrong, all of that. But the hardest part is when you have a mirror like this to yourself and working through those things. If you really do that hard work, it's painful, but it's also so, um, so freeing as you continue to go through the process. Like I just, when I tell you, I have gained so much clarity about myself and I still am, um, you know, in pieces and areas where I thought, you know, I was all good and, and all of that. But through the marriage and through the divorce, I was like, oh, that piece of you is not good. Yeah. You need to take care of that, right. sis. Like, you need to take care of that. And um, talk about if you can give folks like three things to do um, and not to give all of your coaching things away, but if they are going through a divorce or even if they're helping someone go through a divorce, what are like maybe three of three to five things that folks can do as they're going through the process? As they're going through the process, um, I would say one, extend yourself grace, you know, um, be kind to yourself because like you said Mm -hmm. as you're walking through that there are going to be those moments where you're faced with yourself yes yes (laughs) (laughs) realize what you did to contribute Mm -hmm. because because each party contributes to the demise absolutely absolutely Um, one of the other things i would suggest strongly is writing of course yes and i am going to get to that more in a minute so be kind Um, to yourself Mm mm-hmm yeah, extend yourself extend grace. Extend yourself grace. I used mm-hmm. to pat myself on the back sometimes. Yeah. I'd get in my car yeah. and I'd say, you got up this morning. Yeah. 
You put right. on a little lipstick. You're looking a little good. You got up. <laughs> you you yes. might you might got to struggle through the day a little bit, but you got up and you That's facing okay. the world. Yeah, do a little yeah. writing. Okay. Yeah, yeah, writing, journaling, whatever okay. it is you have to do, because I, I strongly believe that there is healing through writing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would suggest that too. Um, and I, I think to celebrate the little wins as well, you know, mm-hmm. and, and kind of what you just said, it's mm-hmm. like, I've made it through this. Mm-hmm. I've made it through this. Um, but to uh, another good point, too, is don't feel like you have to rush through the process. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes we're like, I, you know, I just want to be done with this. I just want this to be over. But there are mistakes that can be made in rushing yeah. that process. Well, you know, I, I also believe that, you know, for me, like I saw that um, I have seen the residue on people. Yeah. And, and I said to myself, I have to do this tough work because I, mm-hmm. I cannot be five, ten years down the road. Yeah. Still allowing things to hurt me in this way, still mm-hmm. maybe having anger, you know, whatever yeah. the case may be. Will there be remnants there? There may be, but you know, God is a healer. And so I don't yes. believe that we are always going to be smelling the residue of divorce. I don't believe no. that. Um, and because I, I don't, don't want to take that. that into another relationship or even into the rela- relationship with myself. So that right. that's so key to just mm-hmm. pump the brakes a little bit and be yeah. okay with being where you are. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Doing life at your own speed. Yes. You know? <laughs> I, I like that. That's kind of the season that I've been in, just kind of learning how to do things at my own speed. Um, I, I think I've always yeah. been pretty good about that, but I'm being more intentional about it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 and you yeah. know, I went through a whole season of healing after that last one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I tell Man. you, yes, and it was yes. beautiful. Yes. No, it was beautiful to have that time. I mean, you know, and I was fortunate enough to mm-hmm. to do it in yeah. Hawaii. Yeah, but uh, oh, to, yes. to have that whole season of healing and season of peace mm-hmm. and quiet and just to heal, yeah. you know, to heal. Yeah. And so I really think that it's important for people to take that time and to um, allow yourself, mm-hmm. like I said, extend yourself grace, but mm-hmm. allow yourself that season of healing as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. So you mm-hmm. talked about writing and I want to, um, I want to honor the fact that we are in the middle of a health pandemic, right? Um, yes. And where yes. I am recently divorced and uh, very peace at peace about it and all of that i also have a very strong support system i have a very strong um foundation right i have all of you i have family i have friends you know all of that kind of stuff and i have um to me my my best asset and that's my faith right um that i have my spirituality there are people right now and i thought about this like ooh. Look at you, you're doing good, but don't forget about those people who have just come out of a divorce or who are single and dealing with it at this time. You talked Mm -hmm. about writing and the things that people can do. What is it that some things that people can do who may be alone right now and really feeling it right now? 
Yeah, because, yeah, so everybody's alone journey is not the same, I guess. Right. Um, and and some people have a, they, they struggle, like, right. especially if they're in the house by themselves. It's like some people don't like the person that they're in the house with. <laughs> <laughs> and they're the only person that they're in the house right. with, you know, and it mm. could be because of that season yeah. Yeah. that they've just walked through. Mm-hmm. And so I would say, you know, that it is po- important to stay connected. Like, even though you're isolated because of what's going on in the world right now, don't mm-hmm. isolate yourself to the point where you're not reaching out to that support system, mm-hmm. you know, that you have or to someone else that can help you. Um, I think another thing to do, uh, which I love doing, you YouTube is a, a godsend to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> University, you know, finding the right things to mm-hmm. um, help along the journey. Yeah. To watch things that are positive. To to listen to things that are uplifting. You have so many podcasts now. I mean, mm-hmm. we have so much stuff. Like being yeah. being isolated today is not like being isolated 20 years ago. Right. Exactly. I'm <laughs> like, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All this to technology and what mm-hmm. have you but um so you know doing that kind of stuff and then again mm-hmm. writing because mm-hmm. i think um there is healing through writing and i think yeah. you know even if it's something if, if it's not something that's going to be published mm-hmm. you know um for the you know writing for the sake of getting that stuff getting those emotions out of you yeah yeah. on paper you know just so that you're releasing that and mm-hmm. not holding it in um i think is part of the he- a great part of the healing process so that's something else that i would suggest as well but just staying connected um to the right people mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> that uplift and help mm-hmm. you to move forward and if need be therapy yeah yeah. No, let's not forsake therapy. Absolutely. Because <laughs> sometimes you need that to get through, yeah. and it's not. It's not a therapy. Is not a curse word. Not at you all. Know, it's not the plague. Not at all. I tell <laughs> you. Know, you. And, um, mm. Yeah. So if that's something you know that you need to explore, explore it. Mm-hmm. You know, give yourself permission to do that. And you know, if you're worried about what other people are gonna think, don't tell them. Don't Just tell go. them. None of right? their business. <laughs> yeah. because we're spiritual beings, right? That we're whole in God. But that that human wholeness, like getting back to that whole thing of putting pieces together. Kimberly, what does that look like? Because I know like it feels good, like just journeying through that. Like I'm I'm going to be whole in every type of way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's, there's just nothing like it. I mean, like I said, going through the process mm-hmm. to, to get there, you know, working through, um, 
you know, what what y'all want to say, you got to do the work. You got to do the work, yeah. (laughs) You got to do the work. But I'm telling you, it's like once you do, Mm-hmm. It's just such a sweet spot yeah. in life. Yeah. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. when you do the work to get yourself to a place of wholeness. So that's why I'm saying, like, do what it takes in order to get there because mm-hmm. it's such a gift to you. Right. right. When you take the time mm-hmm. um, to do it. So whether it's therapy, whether it's writing, whether it's, you know, watching, you know, doing positive affirmations, watching mm-hmm. positive things, do whatever it takes to get yourself to a place of wholeness. Forgiveness. Right is a huge one. Ooh, wow. Forgiving yourself. Forgiving yourself. Others. Is you know, a big, big piece Kimberly of LeBou, it. let me tell you here. Yes. You know, that thing right there, <laughs> mm-hmm. it is so easy. I believe that God built me to forgive, right? Yeah. So I'm that's the easy part for me to forgive it's others. To forgive others. Forgiving yeah. myself, that's the tough part. That has been the tough part of this journey. When you say like doing the work and all of that, that hard work that, that nobody sees, those are the, the, that's the, one of my areas of, Mm -hmm. um, that I had to get to the point of forgiving myself and saying, you know what, honor your decisions. Um, don't feel bad about the decisions that you made. Learn Mm -hmm. from them. Yes. But forgive yourself. Um, and doing that hard work that nobody can see. Those are the sacrifices that nobody sees, yeah. you know? Oh man, I tell you. Absolutely. That's yeah, so it's, good. It's a huge part um, because I know, you know, at one point it was a, a huge block mm-hmm. in my life. Mm-hmm. Like, and I didn't even realize it, mm-hmm. you know, how stuck I was when I was operating in unforgiveness. Wow. And it wasn't until, you know, I stayed on the altar, stayed on my yeah. face. It's yeah. like, <laughs> I was there, you gotta forgive me. It seemed mm-hmm. like every Sunday the message was about forgiveness. I'm yeah. like, okay, can we like stop now? Yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yes. I was like, oh, man. I am so, so happy to see that there are people out there like you now who may not have existed around you at certain times when you needed it. Definitely. That Christian yeah. divorce coach, you know, that you talk mm-hmm. about. I didn't experience that, but I have heard stories, you know, yeah. about people being told, well, you need to stay in your marriage. You need to. Oh, yeah. I think uh, one time I did have someone say who, who wasn't a part of my um my church, but I did have someone say to me when I was complaining to her about my husband and she said to me well are you praying enough and I was like well what how how much am I supposed to pray now like what (laughs) what you know and it made me stop are you praying and then and so that's another reason why I just said started saying Lord just give me discernment on when I need to like talk about things, you know, and right. all of that, because that, that venting is a whole nother issue. But for those yeah. of you, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm so happy that you are out there for people, you know? Yeah. I, I have people say that all the time. It's like when they hear that, that's what I do. It's like, well, where were you when I was going through that? I could use <laughs> something like that. Um, yes, because yes. it's hard it's hard and I, and like i said especially um in the faith-based community mm-hmm. it is extremely difficult because 
I'm telling you, Christians can be some judgy folks. <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, you know, I tell their you. house can be a hot mess and a wreck, but they're telling you, you need to stay put. I'm and like, sit, uh, sit down to have several seats, please. Have several seats and let me, let me and God seat. work this out. We yes, we gonna work this exactly, out. Yes, yes, yes. Exactly. Um, it, but, I mean, it's, yeah. it's, yeah. it can be a rocky road. Yeah. And um, if you have people in your ear like that, mm-hmm. I, I mean, they, I guess they think they're doing some good, but they can really do a lot of harm yeah. if, especially yeah. if you're not someone who has, you know, your own close and personal relationship with the Lord to know right. that that's, pretty much nonsense. Right, right, absolutely. And even in honoring marriage, we're talking about things that are totally unhealthy. You know what I'm saying? For people to stay in. So I'm so glad that you're out there. Um, I want to kind of switch gears but stay connected a bit to more to your Mm -hmm. writing and your writing Mm -hmm. projects. I know that you're also working on a project um, with men uh, like a uh, anthology. Now that must be a little bit of yeah. a challenge. So talk about that a little bit. <laughs> it is a challenge, but I'm determined. There's some um, great so stories yeah. out there. I know some wonderful so men that, who could tell some great stories. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, God gave me the vision for this project, and it's called uh-huh. the Black Father Perspective. Oh. And. I work with women so much, like I've done several anthologies and I, mm-hmm. I do have the one that you mentioned on divorce, but I have several other anthologies that oh, I- Oh, you do? Um, was there, was I a featured author in, in yes. one of those? Yes. So look, yeah. I have it right here. So Yolanda was set apart and chosen. Yay, God I, chooses ordinary, ordinary women. Ordinary things. Ordinary things. Um, yes. But then there was a threefold cord broken. What happens uh-huh. when Christian marriages fail? Wow. Um, but so in doing anthologies, I talk to women, and women are always so willing to share their <laughs> stories, right? We right. gonna tell it all. Right, right, right. <laughs> but I wanted to provide that same kind of space for men to be able to share what was on their hearts. And so Mm -hmm. the Black Father perspective um, is about giving Black men a voice as far as parenting goes, because I think that... We always hear about parenting from the aspect of what a mother goes through, Mm -hmm. but we never talk about what a father feels or what a father goes through in raising children. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, every scenario that you can think of, you know, if it's, you know, that it's divorced parents, um, if he's a single parent, if he's a a father that's raising a special needs child, if it's a father that um, doesn't have a relationship with his children because Mm -hmm. of the divorce. So all those different perspectives, like I want to know what men think. Wow. (laughs) And you said the black father's perspective, right? The black father. Yes. Yes. Love that. Because I think their voice is missing in our community right Mm -hmm. now. Absolutely. And I want to open up that space for them to be able to share because Mm -hmm. one, we as black women need to know, Mm -hmm. you know, and we can't always hear it from the parent of our child. Right, right. (laughs) Because, you know, the emotions are too high and, Mm -hmm. and all that. So I want to provide that space for men, for black men to be able to speak up and to give them that voice and that platform right. to be able to share their views on parenting and the things that they've gone through as far as parenting. 
Wow, that's that's so good. I can't wait to hear more about that. Maybe yeah. I'll do a, a podcast with all of your authors on that one. That would be um, awesome. <laughs> but I love that it's from the Black father's perspective yeah. because you're right. They don't get a voice um, enough. Um, right. And a lot of times I think their voices have been stifled, one, by society, Two, by the fact that they don't, maybe they don't think that their voice even matters. matters. And three, sometimes it's been stifled by women. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Right? It's been stifled. Um, but I'm so, I'm so glad that you're giving men yeah. this platform because even though there'll be a certain amount of men in this anthology, it will also open doors for other men. Yeah. In their different circles. Yeah, yeah. To talk about things. And so Absolutely. I see so much with that book, Kim Kimberly. Yeah. I, I see just so much. Rain them in. I, I can imagine how hard it is. Now you might need some women to help get them stories from those men. Yeah, and turn those stories in on time and all that other kind of stuff. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. Yeah, but they I mean it's an awesome group if I can just you know, and I mm-hmm. will. You yeah, know, I, you know, I'm believing God, yeah, you know, that it's gonna come together as it should yeah. because they, you know, just talking to them and hearing mm-hmm. you know, some of the the things that they've already shared, it's like, mm-hmm. wow, you I know, this that. really needs to happen. And so Ooh. I'm going to keep pressing. I'm hoping Ooh. to have it on my Father's I, I, Day. I would hope that I had a, a talk show by then because I would have every <laughs> single one. They would have a, a good old time sitting with me. Yes, uh, yes, yes. 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 I, we we so. got to think. Um, I want to take some time before we end to just stick with writing for a few minutes. And how writing can really help us right now. You mentioned some things earlier, but can you give people some practical things to do during this time with writing and how it can be so helpful during this time of um, social social distancing and some states being locked down and things yeah. of that nature? What are some things that we can do, Kimberly? Um, you know, so one I've already mentioned is the journaling. Okay. You know, if, if journaling can be, if especially if you're one of those people that we just mentioned who is having a hard time with being isolated, mm-hmm. um, to journal daily what mm-hmm. those feelings are, what so, those thoughts Kimberly, are. Can I interrupt you just to say, because as I, as I hear that a lot, folks mm-hmm. like me know exactly what journaling is. But if somebody's listening to this and they don't know what it is, because some people are afraid to say, well, what does that really mean? That mean? Do I write out yeah. my feelings? Do I, do mm-hmm. I, you know, I have a great journal that my son gave me that actually gives me prompts. You know, mm-hmm. on, you know, if I want to just pick it up and start writing, it gives me prompts. So talk about what journaling actually is. Yeah. And, and also you can Google writing prompts as well mm-hmm. and get them right on right online if you don't know where to start. Mm-hmm. But it can be anything um, like me. A lot of times I'm writing I, when I write in my journal, I'm sharing my thoughts to God. Mm hmm. You know, like, right, I like Lord, that. this is what's happening today. Yeah. You know, this is how I'm feeling today. Um, you can treat it as a gratitude journal, mm-hmm. which would probably be a great thing to do during these times. Like, although all of this is going on, mm-hmm. these are things that I'm grateful for. Yeah. Um, you know, like I, t- I told my best friend yesterday, I jokingly, well, and, and truthfully said to her uh-huh. that I'm glad that this didn't happen to me seven years ago because it would have been a horrific mess because, wow. <laughs> because I was still stuck in the house with someone who didn't honor and respect me. Ooh. Right? So it would have been a whole that different part. situation, right? Wow. And so I was telling her how grateful I am that if I have to be stuck 
in any season that it's this one because honestly um this could be a a really bad situation for a lot of people right now yeah in the the situation where they're Mm -hmm. with someone who's abusive or or what Mm -hmm. have you i I went off the off the grid with that no 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 that's good i I like that but so writing the things that you're thankful for, writing what you're grateful for each day can be helpful in getting through a time like this mm-hmm. because it takes the focus off of, I don't have this, I can't go here, mm-hmm. I, you know, and all the things that can be wrong with this situation mm-hmm. and focusing on, you know, but I did wake up this morning, right. I'm still breathing, yes. you know. I still have mobility, mm-hmm. you know, um, I have food in my house, I have shelter, you know, whatever yeah. it is that you're grateful for. So that can be journaling as well. Um, so they're just, uh, you know, a myriad of things that you can write about. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't have to be pretty. It doesn't have to be in any special form. It's yours, you know, right. so find you know, if you don't already have a journal, you can you can journal on your laptop or your computer or right. whatever. Piece just of paper. Method, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just start just to, to get it out mm-hmm. of um, your head space mm-hmm. and be able to write it down and clear your mind if some of that stuff is good. Okay. So um yeah. journaling. And for those of us who um you know excuse me, maybe are already authors or becoming authors or maybe want to utilize this time to work on our projects a little bit more. What are some of those steps we can take? Um, Like, are there like structural things that you should, that we should be thinking about? Yeah. So if if it's something that you really want to write about, Mm -hmm. or if you have several topics that you want to write about, Uh this is a good time to sit and write all those things out. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're like, oh, I got five books in me that I know I want to write. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, list, list them all out. Like, make your list. And then, you know, which one do I want to start on first? Okay. And it can just be such an exciting time right now because okay. if you have time. <laughs> right, you know, right. Those people, all those people who say to me, well, I don't have time to write. Mm-hmm. Now is a perfect time to write. Yes. But, um. You know, some people say, well, I don't know where to start. And my answer to that is just start. Just start. You know, okay. like nothing happens until you actually mm-hmm. write. Yeah. Um, but you can do an outline. Mm-hmm. And an outline is simply, you know, I tell people because sometimes people want to put their whole life in a book, in mm-hmm. one book. <laughs> right, right, in one book. Now, if you're 50, all, <laughs> that's going to be a pretty large book. <laughs> And it changes so much, like the things that you want to write. I know for me that as my life has changed a lot, the things Mm -hmm. that I want to write about are different, you know, just different because, you know, totally different. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so you don't have to try to fit everything in one book. Mm -hmm. You can take a certain period of time in your life that you want to write about. Mm -hmm. Um, If you want to try to fit, you know, your lifespan, if you're doing a memoir or something like that. So if Mm -hmm. you want to write from birth up to now, outline it you know right right you can do it by you know years Mm -hmm. or you can do it by events Mm -hmm. you know make sure i tell people write down all the things that you want that you know you want to go in the book so this happened that happened these are major things that happened in my life okay and so you know that you want to make each one of those a chapter Mm -hmm. so it helps to write each one of those out and then you can go back in and fill in the blanks wow i like that so Um, journaling making the list making an outline outline. gathering information together like from your different um life events okay and kind of putting all that stuff together right now 
Right. Okay. And mm-hmm. then you can go back in and you can fill in the blanks. And and I also tell people, like, don't get caught up on, you know, especially if you're writing a novel or something. I have mm-hmm. to do chapter one, two, three, four, five. If you have chapter five, write chapter five. If I you like know what that. the opening yeah. looks like, write the opening. Mm-hmm. And then you can work to bring it all back together. And so people mm-hmm. get they get caught up because they say, you know, well, everything is just so scattered. And mm-hmm. I don't know, you know, where to begin. And it's like, yeah. just start and we can you know a person like me (laughs) can help you to bring it all together so Mm -hmm. don't get hung up on you know having everything in order and being a perfectionist when it comes to writing because it nine times out of ten doesn't work just right yeah just right so you You know know? kimberly they we may there may be thousands of books published after this time now you know yeah because the brain space that's being freed up is is pretty large um yeah so i i like that so for those of you who are out there and um basically dealing with the pandemic and dealing with things dealing with the feelings or emotions of being so so socially isolated right now um Mm -hmm. writing is one of those things that you can do um and and so kimberly talked about journaling you could journal on a piece of paper you can just dissect your thoughts i love the gratitude like what am i grateful for today and that could just be writing any one thing right Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like the, the making yeah. a list of the things that you want to write about, um, yep. and not feeling like it has to all be in one book or maybe yeah. not even a book. Maybe it's a book that you keep for yourself, right? Exactly. Or something yeah. like that. So, okay. You, know, you might have it. to work through some things. Mm-hmm. And, um, <clears throat> one of the things too, um, when I talk about that whole piece that there's healing through writing, mm-hmm. um, so. Some people ask me, you know, how do I write about the difficult stuff? Mm-hmm. You know, because I've worked with mm-hmm. women who've been through some major, mm-hmm. you know, traumatic things in their life. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that just takes a conversation to have yeah. someone to help you to talk through that. Yeah. But in some cases, back to that therapy piece, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, if, there, if there's something that you want to write about that was truly a traumatic mm-hmm. situation for you, a traumatic time in your life, mm-hmm. sometimes Sometimes writing can bring back up a whole lot of emotions, right. um, you know, and um, I, I, I know there's one lady who used to always say it, it hurts first and it heals second. Oh, yeah. So I really think that, you know, um, working through that mm-hmm. and reading through that right. will offer up a healing that mm-hmm. um, is incredible. So, you know, but sometimes it, ta- it may take you going to a therapist while you're writing. <laughs> right, right. And, <laughs> right, at least and talking to someone or a book coach or something like that to help right. you work through that. I think one of the things that you did tell us when we were working on the anthology was thinking about the other person uh, uh, on the other end. And that really helped me to write about difficult moment, a difficult moment, because I really wrote it for people who may have gone through what I went through, uh, the chapter that I did in your book. And so I thought about those people as I was doing it, like, what is it that this can do for them so yeah i thought that was really helpful because i I mean i feel like the events and the things in our lives that we've gone through are not for us no not at all they're not for us we've lived through them we've survived them we've walked through them um in order to be able to help someone someone else through them Mm -hmm. you know if i hadn't 
walk through those seasons of divorce that I went through, I wouldn't be able to, I don't feel that I would be able to effectively or yeah. as effectively be able to hold the next woman's hand that mm-hmm. is walking through that situation. Yeah. Um, so our experiences enable us to be able to lift somebody else up because we've already yeah. walked through that. So I love it. I love it. Well, we're getting our, ready. I think to, our experiences um, are a gift. Oh, say that again. We're getting ready our to wrap it up, but I want to ask you two more questions. Okay. One is what do you do for fun? I found out that, you know, I, I love I love silly things. Like I love to do something that just makes me laugh. I crack up laughing. I'm just corny like that at the silliest thing, all of that. Um, but I want to hear what you've been doing for fun and what do you do for fun? And then I want um, you to wrap it up by talking about like what's next for Kimberly. What, what's up with Kimberly? Okay, what do I do for fun? Oh my gosh, um, it's changed. I guess I'm I'm trying to find my new normal here because okay. I've been in Hawaii for the last three years. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, what I did for fun was you know going to the beach and watching right. the sunset right. um, and and hiking beautiful mountains. Uh-huh, <laughs> And so I'm, I'm trying to find the fun in my new normal now that I'm back here. Um, <laughs> back in the, in the back in, in Maryland, <laughs> in the in states Maryland. here. Oh um, my gosh. You know, so that might just look like going to the movies. It, it feels so generic now. <laughs> I've had such experiences. <laughs> well, I like but, that. Find, finding your new normal. So um, I, I'm I love out that. With- my sons and things like that so good yeah good. pretty pretty basic stuff now <laughs> good but you know this is a great time like you said finding your new normal i yeah. love i love um uh discovering or rediscovering something that you love even yeah. if it's something really small it's those little yeah. things that really make me happy and you know yeah. laugh and all of that and going out to dinner with with friends yeah, is one but you know good. i can't do that too often because it mm-hmm. it, it adds up it, it it, it kills your pockets when we talk about that wholeness with my hips that, well those two yeah you'll you'll be a fully whole physically woman and then you yes. won't be whole financially i tell you and right? you know i believe even before this i believe in a good zoom video coffee meeting or uh, a lunch okay. meeting yeah like hey i ain't seen you in a while let's meet up for lunch or right? breakfast yes that's nice but that's you know a great what? idea I'm going to have to have some little coffee with you by Zoom. But what's next? What's <laughs> and next? what's next? Yes. Um, what's next for me? Um, I am just working on my client projects. Okay. You know, um, what's next is continuing to build Labu Publishing Enterprise. It's, yes. it's it that brings me a lot of joy. Yes. Um, being able to work with individuals to to get stories out that you know, especially working with people who thought they could never write a book. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah. Um. So working on that, um, and building, continuing to build my brands, mm-hmm. um, and then just maybe thinking about some other events that I want to plan later on mm. um, after we come out of this and see yeah. <laughs> what we're going to be able uh-huh. to do. But, you know, that's that's what's next primarily for mm-hmm. me is just continuing to build um, what for me is my legacy, yeah. you know, um, for me and my children is Labu Publishing Enterprise and just mm. getting more great authors published and yes. doing some more anthologies okay. um, to come this year. And so that's kind of it. Yeah. 
this has been so good. It's been great talking to you. You are an amazing, amazing woman. Um, I really do appreciate being able to call you woman, friend, sister, and I mean that. I I just thank you. I really do. I thank you. And I thank you for sharing with the audience today, pieces of you and sharing with me. Um, I I appreciate you, Kimberly. I really do. And I appreciate you too. Thank Thank you so much for the opportunity. Absolutely. There you have it, y'all. Kimberly LeBou, CEO of LeBou Publishing Enterprise. Please visit her website at LeBouPublishing.com. Yes. And you will be able to find out about how to link up with Kimberly, how to maybe get her to help you as a divorce coach, but maybe also to help you to write your, um, your book project. And so, uh, there's information right on her website for that. You'll also be able to see, uh, her past and present projects that she has going on now with, uh, different writing, uh, writing projects and so i want you all to go over to her website laboopublishing.com you can also find kimberly on um social media at kimberly labu all right and thank you all for listening to can you see